Episode 4, Unlikely Friends of Fire. Welcome everybody to the Giant Slayers podcast. I am here with my good friend Jen, who is a giant slayer in her own right. I just want to start off by saying Jen and I should not be friends. In fact, every now and then we'll sit there and kind of laugh about how did we ever become friends. But this is how God works. He'll take the most unlikely and put them together. And we've managed in this past year of crazy town to just bring together this beautiful dance of a friendship, even though it's part crazy but the rest is heaven. So it kind of just evens out. Um, so I'm so glad to have you on today, Jen. Welcome. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. Hey, how, how could I not? We spend so much time chinwagging, we may as well get paid for it. <laughs> well, we've definitely unlocked a lot of keys in 2020, which I think is remarkable in itself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of fill people in a little bit about yourself, can you tell us like a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? Um, well, I mean, I think like anything, people want to have their relationship with God be linear, right? You know, and it just keeps climbing and climbing, but more often than not, it's more a windy path. And so lifelong Catholic, you know, and raised and schooled in the Catholic faith and, um, returned to a more devout life in 2016 and baptized my children and uh, sort of dove in more to the spiritual aspect of it and yeah it, it keeps unfolding itself in different ways all the time and I think that's the special part about having a relationship with God is that you do sometimes stray away but you can always come back and then often almost like with smoking when you come back it's even stronger you're craving <laughs> for him you know and that sort of thing right like if you give him up he's not when you do come back he's not so quick to let you go again and uh yeah i think that even as strange as this year has been it's offered people the opportunity me especially to really dig into like what is real in this world you know yeah yeah, and you honestly, you've been such an inspiration to me this year. And I've just loved watching your journey from when we first started talking to today, because, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you're not even the same person. Oh, I'm not. I'm not the same person at all. I mean, <clears throat> really, just getting to know you has been its own biblical uh sort of unfolding right because we don't even live in the same province we don't know any of the same people uh i you just happened to do a post for a company i was following in edmonton and i thought wow she's got some great ideas and then i started following you and then you went really you weren't really talking about god as much you were more just talking about being positive and and, uh, and then you cracked open like an egg one day about the Almighty. And I thought, wow, this can't be an accident because I don't have enough people that I can talk frankly about with God. And I certainly don't know anybody brave enough to crack themselves open on the gram, 
right? And I think I reached out to you and told you something probably as eloquent as that. And then we just sort of had banter until maybe February when all of everything blew up in the world. And we said, screw it. You know, I think I said to you, I'm done with the gram. <laughs> Stranger gram is what I call it, right? We're beyond this and gave you my phone number. And we've had such intense conversation about the word and the purity that it's changed my life. You know, it's for the better, obviously. But it's really deepened my experience because I think with Catholicism, it has been dried out a lot and it's definitely been skewed and we know that goes to the top. So, you know, it's, it's, we've been watered down so ridiculously in our yeah. power as a church. And I yeah. think our discussions have opened my, my eyes to that, you know, and showed me that I don't have to take my cue from the church. I take my cue from God and from his word, which is absolute truth. And no yeah. one can skew that. Yeah. It's so powerful. Um, because both of us kind of came from a powerless background and we've talked many times about how the church has just been so watered down that it's not even milk anymore. Cause you know, there's a Bible verse about, you know, believers going from milk to a warm meal sort of thing, or we yeah. joke, going from milk to a steak, but we don't really even have milk in the church anymore. In some churches, I'm not saying all churches, but like in, in the ones in from our past, it's not even chalk water, you know? Yeah. And so for us to be able to have these conversations where we look at everything, not just what we've been taught, but, uh, and then filtering it through the word, yeah. both of us really have, I think in this past year, like our growth, really, there's no, there's no words for it. It's yeah. well, it, we've blown the box out of a lot of topics. Yes. You know, I mean, we've, we really have figured a lot of stuff out, at least for us. And um, I think it's important to have these conversations in a healthy manner and keep our minds open to all sort of aspects of different faiths and yeah. followings. Yeah. Because I feel like if we could bring aspects together, you know, it wouldn't be so divisional and we could, yeah. we could actually fight what's happening out there that we are so, we, and have been for so long, horribly yeah. deceived about, right? Yeah, there's power in unity think, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I had the honor of baptizing you with Holy Spirit and fire, which for anybody that doesn't know what that is, neither do we. No. <laughs> no I'm just joking. No. <laughs> well, I didn't because yeah. I'm a Catholic. Yeah. So, you know, like I had said to you, well, I don't understand why, um, you know, because Catholics are kind of sequestered, we don't really bother ourselves with anything else. And so, um, you know, I, I wondered, pondered, like, why have I never heard of the sacrament? We only have six sacraments, which of course is not the best number. Um, but, and then I looked into it and of course, priests had taken this, this, the blessing of the Holy Spirit on to themselves and we had forfeited it. And I actually think that's probably a terrible practice that's where they take our power from us yeah. because after you baptized me in the holy spirit i mean i had remarkable breakthroughs yeah. and i mean i literally had a change in my vocal cords 
Yes. And I went from being a flat F to being able to carry the church last week when the Wi-Fi went down and we yeah. were in the middle of the holy, holy, holy. Yeah. And it's not an easy note. And my father was like, who is this beside me? And <laughs> could never explain this to him. And of course, the Catholic church would excommunicate me for all of it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you really have to, I think, take a look at everything. And yeah. then yeah. decide and for I, yourself. And, and I think too, like, from my end of the ordeal to see you go from even, you know, of a more religious ritual to breaking right out of that box. And I mean, you still do what you've been taught to do, but then you have this whole other aspect that just, it, it even surprised me because we all experience God differently and we all experience the Holy spirit differently because we're all different. So, the next thing I know, Jen's flying out of the place, dressed by the Holy Spirit, having her hair done by the Holy yes. Spirit. You guys might think this is nuts. I, I was just like, what? This is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you've just been such a beaming light in public. Um, you, your, how you deal with demons, even your insight on demons is just like, I should, I should know more really. I, I, because I've been kind of digging in this for a little bit longer and you've like blown the lid right off of anything I would have even began to think about but I think when we this is where we can like go into our friendship a little bit more is where um you were a little bit more open to the supernatural whereas I really wanted it but I was freaked right out about it so you can see the difference because once uh, I got baptized. I had supernatural experiences and I do have them, but yours are just like next level. But I think it's because you're so much more open and I'm still in that process of opening. So that's been really cool too. Like, can you share about that a little bit, like on your side of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, my grandmother was devout Catholic, but also like Northern Irish. So growing up, you know, she carried on with all of the Catholic rituals and believed in every one of them and we were all you know beat to also participate um, but she always kept this sort of sideline of her where she would she you know she would tell you people are demonized you know I mean on the down low because as time went on that kind of talk was less and less acceptable yeah. you know when when I was very young we all talked like that at the dinner table, but then it became passe, and now we know why. We know why it was phased out, all of this sort of supernatural talk and um, good and evil discussion and sort of everything made in this gray, wishy-washy, you can't speak yeah. like that. And and now we know it was all the great, part of the great deception, which is, a, yeah. this is. Yeah, and, right? and, like and every, and we've talked like just about every church had that infiltration. Because yes. uh, I remember, not so much in my upbringing. I mean, there was a little bit of deliverance and stuff from demonic, but there wasn't like really a lot. And then um, God recently brought me back to a, a church the last December where there was one day I walked in and I could, I could hear one screaming as it was coming out of someone. And I was like, whoa, okay but like this this should be normal for us yeah and it's yeah. not no 
And I mean, the Catholic Church is still exercising people. So yeah. maybe that too is why it's easier for me to sort of crack my mind. And um, and then over the years, I, I've participated in other spiritual practices. I haven't sort of uh, cloistered myself just in the Catholic religion and said, this is all there is. Yes. This is, the word is my uh, vehicle to God. The rituals are like a key in a tumbler, you know, the genuflecting and the uh, everything we do and the different prayers that are said and yeah. so on and so forth. But I mean, deep meditation is also a part of deep prayer. And so I think the ability to go to that place and, and having been to that place. And in fact, I found my way back into, into regular Catholic church attendance. And by um, Ash of my dad's father coming to me and saying, you know, whatever your father asked you do. It was a big conversation, but that was the message. And it was like 1030 on a Saturday morning. There was no reason for my father to show up at my house. And I landed and 20 minutes later, he was hot on the door. I mean, had I, had I stopped for coffee, I wouldn't have been here. And I could tell he had something to say. And he had the pamphlet for the church in his in his hand, and he sat down and he told me, you know, I want you to go back to church. This is 2016, so this is the beginning of Trump. We're not going to talk politics, but he was a big Trumper because my father saw all of this coming. He obviously had his eyes open a long time ago um, because he is politically savvy, and so he knew this isn't Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. This is good and evil, right? Yeah. And so. He came, he said, I want you to go back to church. And I said, okay. And I thought he was going to fall off the couch. He'd never seen me. He thought he was coming for an argument and a fight. He was armed with his pamphlet. I don't know what the pamphlet was going to do for him. <laughs> but, um, but instead, I just agreed and said yes. And, and he just slapped down the pamphlet and ran because I, I don't think he wanted to push it any farther. And so I did. I, just, I took up with 5 p.m. mass on Friday. And I told my kids, I'm doing this. And, you know, if you want to join me, that'd be great. And uh, they had been to church on and off over the years, but their father was like terribly demonized. Now that I look back on it, he had so many terrible things hanging off of him. So, um, so then of course it became, you know, if you, if you come to church, we'll go to dinner and that always gets them. And then, you know, I said to them, well, if we're going to go, we might as well be bonafide. And this is how a mother negotiates in some baptism. And then they were baptized. And, you know, so, I mean, I came back to being in church every Sunday with my father because I was doing something sort of alternative, so to speak, right? I was floating in a salt water pod and I decided to listen to, you know, the, the information that came to me. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it turned out to be the best decision that I had ever made. It lay foundation for so much. And in fact, just to, you know, give an example of what a person in your life who does have uh, dark entities attached to them, how they react to these sorts of things is, you know, like uh, when the children's father found out I had baptized them, um, he lost his mind, like lost his mind. Mm -hmm. We're talking a man who is rarely in the picture, has all sorts of issues and yet he thinks that the most cruxing reason to lose it is because I baptized his children Catholic it was just so ludicrous and yeah. insane it was probably the first real opportunity I had to see 
something like that unfold, you know, yeah. and be like, that's not normal human behavior, yeah. even for a man as weird as him. <laughs> and so, you know, like, that was it. It didn't matter. They were done. I didn't care what anybody said at that point. It was my proudest moment yeah. Um, yeah. that night and drunk on the Holy Spirit yeah. and lost lots of wine actually as well but that's what we said that night oh we're drunk on the holy spirit <laughs> we had a great time we were so pleased that you know we got them in and and it looks like in the nick of time yeah so yeah and and just to kind of like bring it into the everyday for people um can you share because this is probably our favorite and i'm pretty sure that we will probably laugh about this for the rest of our days um, right after I baptized you with the Holy Spirit and fire, we ended up with a taco demon. Do you want to share about that? Oh my goodness. Okay. So my son, so teenage, our teenagers are like the worst because people will write off their behavior to hormones and this and that, but really they're just getting loose large by these terrible entities that are out there. And so we were on fire. We were really making headway with, I don't even know what, I hope you took notes because I forget everything, but, um, and he came to the door. I mean, I don't know, like what, 25 times in a I, 24 I think... to 36 hour period about tacos. Yeah. What's in the taco? What's for the taco? What's for dinner? When are you getting the taco? And it, like, here's soft the shell, hard My shell. Son's, <laughs> he was soft shell or hard shell right up until the last minute when I was about to throw them together. And then I said soft or hard shell because I, I know a demon when I see it. And he, and the, I seen his little eyes go. Yeah. And he said uh, soft shell. And I said, oh, oh. Now we're a soft shell. You were just a hard shell for 24 hours. You've been in my face. And his little side went up and he just walked away. And I thought, yeah, that's right, buddy. Um, but the thing is, is my son has never had a taco in his life. He's never asked for one. He doesn't like them. And personally, I think he was sick the next day because of them, because he has lots of digestive problems uh, for, from a bad sickness. So you know what I mean? Like, that's why we don't eat them. And yeah. <laughs> so he regretted it. And I, and I even said to him the next day, he said, I'll take a salad. And um, I said, oh, is that the taco demon got to you? I will, you won't be listening to him again. And he was like, I don't think I'll ever have another taco again. Like, so it was all to interrupt us yeah. because the thing is, is when you are making headway, when you are about to make a breakthrough, when angelic presence and divine presence is about, that is exactly when they're going to come in and they're going to interrupt you with the most monotone, lame things, you know, the beep the beep, right? The beeping we demon had is beeping hilarious. Demons. Yeah. Sport, it's like, what is that? Right. What is that even? Or like, um, earlier I was trying to soak before we got on. Right. And it was like text message after text message. You know what people, you're not interrupting me. And it's always, and in fact, we have been able to chart. We will be just blazing up a hill about to solve something. Right. And then boom, we'll get a knock at the door. We'll get a text message from somebody stupid like, oh, this is BC Hydro. You know, I don't care. I'm about to burst open the word. Yeah. Do I care? But it, it snaps us for a second. And maybe two or three months ago, we might've gotten hung up on that, but we're getting a lot better. Like earlier today, we were fire and someone knocked at the door and I yelled at the kids, someone else get that, I'm too busy and yeah. I'm incommunicado. And people need to start seeing that in their daily life. Yeah. You know, they need to start being more aware of behavior and that it's not always the 
relative, right? Like yeah. when your relative says something to you, you assume that, and you get annoyed and it goes back and forth very quickly. And before you know it, you've said a whole bunch of things that you don't even mean. But yeah. if you can take the opportunity to be like, that's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard out of a human being's mouth. Maybe it's not a human. Yeah. And you step back from the situation and observe it. You can see it. You can tell the difference yeah. from yeah. like, they almost seem like they're in a trance. Yeah. Yeah. But you and have to observe them. Like, I mean, yeah. right. If people, I mean, people don't have to be serious about anything, but I found it really helpful in dealing with my relatives, you know, yes. uh, to, to take a step back and be like, you know, like, and cause I have a lot of them in the house, as you know, two kids, yeah. multiple animals. My uncle stays here from time to time. Right. Yeah. And, um, now that I take a look at them, it's, it's almost amazing how much yeah. they animate, they animate in our loved ones in order to distract us from yeah. making a massive yeah. breakthrough. Yeah. And, um, oftentimes the enemy will use um our closest people to us so our friends and family because yeah. they're they're the ones that oftentimes most times can trigger us the most and and the highest right. than anybody else yeah. um but there's a scripture actually that says we don't battle with flesh and blood we battle with the principalities and the powers and all their little minions um, in the spiritual world. So through, through your baptism, both you and I have opened this realm where it's like, wow, like how much of my life have I either ruined or wasted or like all these things because I didn't realize I wasn't dealing with a human being. I was right. dealing with the entities that were latched onto them. And so, yeah, like I, I'm glad you shared this tonight because honestly, I think so many of us have no idea and, and we've had so many laughs at how stupid they are. They're not even, it's not even well thought out. Most of it's so dumb, like the taco thing and the beeping. And it's like, what, what about my, that? like my, my, even my kids are starting to see it in themselves. Yes. Right. Like, um, one night we were on a call and we were about to make some massive breakthrough and I was in the bathroom and they both came in at once. One came in to pick at her teeth and the other one came in to, I don't know, ask me about dinner right. and I and I said to you right away demons arrived and they heard me and and they laughed and they're like haha no we're not I'm just here to pick my teeth and right. I'm just here to bug you and I said no you're both demonized I bind you and they they sort of laughed and then they went away why right. because they both looked at each other and went why are we in the bathroom at the same time they never are in the same room at the same time. It's a boy and a girl, right? She's yes. 20, he's 14. Yeah. They got nothing in common right yeah. now. Yeah. So, and they both sort of looked at each other like, ha, ha, ha. And they walked away. And I thought, how easy was that? Yeah. And I think that when you start to have almost the daily hygiene of your home, where you say your prayer and you anoint your space and you keep it clear and it makes it so that one, it's tougher for them to hang out because they only like the dark places, right? <laughs> and they only like the dark people. And as your people start coming and going, they change. Yeah. Just 
from being in your in your in your space because they come in and they don't know what's going on they don't know yeah. why they have a breath of fresh air they feel like they sleep a better night or maybe they yes. drink a little less or yeah. you know that kind of thing um yeah. but you the, you've recently had come you you don't have to because you don't have to out anybody but you recently had company yeah, that has noticed uncle. the difference yeah yes massive difference and he doesn't know what it is and it's funny because i've been observing him and he's he is a very heavy drinker and smoker mm -hmm. and then at periods always in our lives he would go completely sober like dry off everything i've never seen anything like it and um and then he goes back to it of course and i observed him this last time that he arrived he's been just so at peace he's been happily working away he can have like one to four beer and cut it off you know and he he's like he's like he's down from like three packs to like half a pack he is a little bit longer and i think it's because his his you know inner being his inner self knows i'm more at peace here something about me sleeps better something about me craves drink less and so he said to me the other day i just don't know why it's so hard to quit smoking and quit drinking and I said to him, well, you know, maybe it's not all you. Maybe you're terrorized by something. And he's starting to get used to this talk, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'll just tell him, he'll say something and I'll just say, yeah, well, Jesus is the way, the truth and the light. And that's yeah. it. And he's like, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Like he's, he's eating it up, right? Yeah. So people think that they can't talk to their loved ones like this, but sure enough, you can. Yes. And if they call you crazy, I would, I would find their demons yeah. right, right in front yeah. of them and see yeah. what kind of reaction you get. Yeah. And if they blow up and they walk out of your life, well, guess what? They need to sort out their stuff yeah. because yeah. you can't have people weighing you down and you can't have people telling you it doesn't exist. Not in a time like this where we're seeing everything, the opposite exists quite plainly. And they've been allowed to operate for how many decades while we all watered ourselves down so well, that we didn't offend anybody. They, yeah, they've infiltrated just about every area where yeah. any kind of believer would be, and they've shut us down, they've taken away our power, just all kinds of different things through the infiltrations of the church. And like right now with COVID, you're seeing, you know, people in the church in fear and stuff like that. And that stuff shouldn't be in there because if God's mm -hmm. perfect love is there, demons can't hang out. They don't like it. Yeah. And so one thing I really, really have appreciated watching you in your walk is that um, you do, you, you literally will look at your kids and say, I bind you right now in the name of Jesus. And then they'll kind of, you know, do the tick where it's like, oh, what am I doing here? Yeah. And, I, and I love it because like you said, they're starting to be like, oh yeah, maybe I do have an issue, you know, yeah. but then you're essentially bringing them into their own uh, reality of Christ and how powerful it, he is and the difference that he'll make um, in their lives, not just through you binding demons, but even the change in you in this yes. past couple of weeks has been yeah. right. Like they know yeah. because your, your yeah. house is shifted and everything, right? So, Oh, the house is totally shifted. And I think too, because they went away um, on like a camping trip with their father and it didn't necessarily go very well. So I think the contrast 
provided them. It was so, you know, I mean, because obviously sometimes, especially my son, my daughter is not that way. And her boyfriend is very accepting. He's first nations. And I think he's just dying for some, somebody to speak spiritual to him, you know, because they've been so cut off from their roots. It's a sin, especially in this country. And, um, but like when I came home for, I, cause I, they were away in the I went away while they were coming back and when I came home I told them listen while you were away this house was pristine nothing could fall (laughs) okay I prayed day and night it was fabulous it was just the most wonderful thing so expect to see it and hear it and I don't want any blowback or any of you know you're crazy and the oldest kids they were like oh yeah that sounds great like actually it feels better in here when we got home you know so I think that as you raise your own space up. You know, everybody's always worried about changing the world. Change your umbrella first, fix Mm -hmm. that. Fix all the umbrellas you come in contact with. And you have no idea what that does. You change people, you really do. And like, um, then my daughter posted this like Christian Autumn Spice Girl pumpkin meme. I don't know, anybody who knows it'll recognize it right away. And I was like, so proud. I was like, here she is 20. And, and this is what she chooses to post. Not like um, de Blasio's daughter with the X's on her boobs standing yeah. with Antifa. Yeah. And like, I mean, you really don't have any control over your 20 year old children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, you just have to hope that you're doing the right thing. So I'm just really pleased that um, they are as accepting as they are. Yeah. And like my family is, and sometimes my dad who's 75 yeah. and, and yeah, I mean, he was beat with a cane to settle down, right? You know, I mean, like, that's how Ireland was. And um, I say to him, like, are we Catholic or are we not Catholic? Because if we're Catholic, we believe in Satan. And Satan believes in us a lot, a lot, okay? And so, you know, like, and he'll just, he'll just listen to me, like, what is she saying about all this, right? And I'm like, listen, we have a, we have a duty, an obligation as, as, Christ believers as God fears to let everybody know that it is not a lukewarm faith. It is full of passion and fire and, and beauty and joy. And it can be painful. It is painful, can be at times it can be super painful, but it is the most rewarding thing you're going to do. And the more people that can see that this life, it's not about taxes. It's not about getting the best job or being ahead. And if it is, you're following the wrong steps because that is the slow deception out of favor because you choose the material wealth and the short term grab and the swipe left or right, you know, and you buy into that that's real and it's not, it's the most fake system that ever was. Yeah. Um, and I hope that if nothing else, at the end of 2020, uh, more people, because I, I get scared, not enough people, yeah. but more people realize we've just all been placing our attention and our intention in the wrong path. Yeah. And the minute you switch gears, things open up like you can't imagine. And yeah. I, I really hope that God gets the credit he deserves because too often people are like, Oh, that's luck or, Oh, that's coincidence. And I'm always telling them there's no such thing as a coincidence. Absolutely. Every single thing is, is divine. You have to find it. 
you have to. If you're going to discount the butterfly that speaks to you or that stranger that gives you an answer or like once, because uh, people are like, oh, I know the church, right? Um, but once I had this burning question and I was driving to church 8.30 Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. I sit down and the father starts his homily and he's like, you know, you think that going to another yoga class and doing another meditation and drinking another Starbucks latte is going to answer your question. But here's the answer to your question. And then he answered my question. And I was like, no way. That didn't just happen. I was probably in yoga pants at the time. I stopped for a Starbucks afterwards. You have no idea how intentional that word was for me. Yeah. I don't even know. He didn't know why he was yeah. prophetically, which shows me that the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so huge. The yeah. fact that I could walk in there and God could take his tongue and speak directly to me and answer my yeah. question, okay, that was burning. Yes. on my mind the whole drive up there do you know how like special i felt i was like i'm jennifer mcginnis god just spoke to me he just animated yeah. a whole priest in a homily in a mass yeah. just to get me my question here's the thing the priest planned that homily before we got up there he practiced it for every single solitary mass and yet that answered my question how much forethought and for planning and for whatever that God does, did he have to do to get me my answer to a yeah. question I didn't even know I had until that morning. Yes. And the divineness of that is, if that doesn't blow people's minds, then go buy another soy latte and lukewarm yourself to death. And when you get there, you'll realize you missed out on the greatest opportunity to play in the sandbox with yes. divine sand, yes. you know? Yeah, I, I love that you shared that because, uh, I, I think I've shared with you before too. I had a similar um, uh, experience when uh, I finally had the nerve to go back to church. Um, it took two angels to get me through the doors. And then that's what happened was through the worship, through the sermon, I think it was like two or three times he spoke directly to me and said words like I was at the time I was crying out to him, please unlock my heart. Cause my heart was so locked with trauma. And, um, they, uh, I think somebody came up to give a word and he was just like, I feel like God's speaking today that there's someone here that is going to have their heart unlocked today. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? But I, it, yeah. it just, it, that alone opened me up because it was like, God hears me. God hears my prayers. And it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. But I think, but we're, yeah. we're human, right? Like we like, oh yeah. yeah, like God, like half of us don't even know if he's real, you know? And it's like, so to have those experiences when you start to seek him out, he'll show your face, his face. And he does it in the most beautiful ways where you feel like, you're the only person in the world and yeah. it you know i i just never have enough words for it because it always just like this topic really gets me going because um i think it's one of the reasons i love god so much is because sometimes when you think mm -hmm. that he's far away or he's not listening or something he'll do something and it might be something so so small but it'll just burst you open where you're like, wow, you thought about that just for me? Like, yeah. And I, and I wanted to touch on something else you said that was really, really powerful. And I think it's so key for the time we're in right now. And you were saying about um, 
taking care of your own umbrella so that then you can go out and take care of others. And um, it's so crucial right now where there's masks up against no masks. There's um, the Antifa, the BLM, um, you know, there's just so much going on right now with the vision and really it all starts with us. And it's like, do I have any racism? Yes. Okay. Deal with it. If no, okay. How can I, how can I bridge the gap and make my connections with other um, nations stronger then? Um, or, or like heal and do that as well. Or, um, you know, with mask or no mask, maybe just, um, you know, cause you and I have both kind of had some good attacks there, but, but it's like, we need to get back to a point in life where we're allowed to disagree and still love each other. And, mm-hmm. and like, I think our friendship that's what I love the most about it is when we first started talking, uh, we were laughing about this earlier. Um, our first phone call, I was wigging out because I, you were saying stuff that my religion that had been, um, cultivated in me from a kid was just screaming. Like, I'm not supposed to even talk about this stuff. Like it was so like, it freaked me out. Right. But then, we finally got to a place where we had talked long enough where I was just like, you know, like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of wigging out about this stuff. And, and, you know, I'm not really sure about it. And, you know, and so you were like, well, I don't have to talk about it. And I was like, no, no, like, I, I really don't want you to stop talking about it. But I just need you to hear that I'm not always comfortable. And you've said yourself, like, there's stuff that I say that you're just like, eh, I don't know about that, right. And but we've, we've found this beautiful balance where it's like we're, we're allowed to agree to disagree, but walk away in love and then think about it. And I feel like that, that art has been so lost in um, today's society. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is lost. And if, if people don't sort of get it back again, we're going to lose out on the opportunity to learn from each other, which is the most important thing. I mean, certainly before we started all of our intense discussions, which by the way, can go eight hours and we're still like, okay, yeah. So, right. So another thing, oh yeah, I'm getting off the phone. It's 4am. It goes on like that. And it goes on like that because we're bringing similar yet opposite. If there could be such a thing concepts together and we're melding them into a practice that, um, works for us and it's different for each one of us you know what I mean like when you baptize me in the Holy Spirit like my praying in tongues comes out in song I'm not I'm not I don't speak in tongues it comes out like a some kind of choir that I've never heard before and it's really intense and it's really beautiful and it's really remarkable for me because you never heard me sing before and there's a reason for that it's pretty hideous. And so for me to be able to hold notes to Amen and just sort of praise that way and praise in my car and, and people hear me praising and, and you know what, nobody ever says anything. They, I think they're uniquely um, awed by it, that a person is sort of able to break out and just sing praise Jesus as they turn right on the corner with their windows down, even though people hear, you know, and like, I don't care what they think. Yeah. It, you're 
Maybe I bring up someone's day. Maybe I remind somebody who's lapsed that Jesus is out there and someone's still singing about him. I mean, this is Corona. <laughs> you don't have to worry about appearing crazy. It's everywhere. <laughs> so you might as well. I mean, quite frankly, I found that if you go out um, and you just be, you just be light, people are so relieved that you are smiling at them from ear to ear and it can't be in a false way you gotta feel it and then that's the thing about the holy spirit dressing me this is a whole thing right where he chooses because i wore a lot of black and gray before he chooses the color and i mean some days i'm out in royal blue and mint green shoes and a pink uh, i have a pink handkerchief for to make people feel better about their life and um that really cheers people up they don't even care that it's a handkerchief and i look like a pink bandito ready to you know <laughs> set up a, an ice cream truck they just think like wow that's so much fun yay and she's in a mask and, and i you know what and i'm actually okay with throwing it on because i feel like i'm spitting in the face of the whole thing and my fellow Canadian feels more comfortable or security guard doesn't get his eyes eaten out that day. And I just think that everything is so hard for people right yeah. now. It's so hard. And like just another great example that I didn't tell you, I had to run out before this thing and I was going out of my complex and there's this guy I have told you about him. He sells drugs across the street and he's totally demonized. Like satanic music comes out of his home. And just before anybody judges, I used to listen to heap loads of Slayer and Megadeth and my bangs were 18 feet tall when I was a teenager. So Dude, I was no one's judging. All the way, man. <laughs> okay. So, so I recognize the behavior a mile away. So I steer clear of this guy, but he doesn't scare me. And I'm going left and he's, doing a drug deal basically right at the side of the road so I kind of had to maneuver around him right but no big deal plenty of space I don't care I just go and he had the nerve to stick his foot out like he was going to kick my car and it wasn't a small maneuver he like stuck his foot in the air you know like you would karate kick I threw up the finger because he's you have to be hood with these people otherwise they think you're a pushover and they've scared you but I thought to myself how demonic is that like I'm, I'm just driving by you just driving by him I triggered his people wow you better deal with that brother because we're going into what is supposed to be for this like spiritual or like the woo woo community the great ascension and we all know that what that is you know biblically yeah. we need to get our souls right yeah. so that we can get the billion year harvest because we ain't ready yeah and 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 i don't think people understand because everything's been watered down so severely how important it is for every every little nuance to be character driven well you know, I, it's, I, it's it's just that there's so much deception that people don't even know yes. they're deceived right and i mean we could yeah. get into it but i think we'd probably freak yeah, people out at time. the level that we know but yeah. well definitely another time yeah because uh, i think it does need to be talked about but um what i what i was thinking when you were sharing that story was um and this is even for my own walk but it might maybe encourage somebody else that's listening right now is um Jesus is offensive to demons. They don't like him. So the fact that you just had to drive by and the Jesus coming out of you freaked that guy out. Yeah. Um, that goes to show that even if you do choose after listening to this to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm so passionate about Jesus. I know he's good. I know I want to share more about him. 
I'm going to just go out there and be the light. Uh, you might get kickback, you might get blowback, but know that it's not the person you're, you're Jesus, the Jesus in you is offending the demons in them. And so, um, and, and, uh, I think you've maybe talked about this before, but I'll just throw it in is like, you can just quietly bind them under your breath Yeah, and, and they will. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be scared of them. If anything, they're just, they're really stupid. I mean, the more we study it, the more we laugh at them. It's just so stupid. Um, Yeah, because they really have the most menial interruptions. And the thing is, is we've been so conditioned to think those interruptions are important, to think that call or that text is important, to think that, you know, the knock at the door needs to interrupt my major breakthrough. No, it doesn't. In fact, nothing does or anybody's opinion of it. You know what I mean? So, um, and I feel like anybody who, you know, sees this video, they will find evidence. Like in other words, when they go out, after they go to sleep tonight and, and then when they go out and they encounter people on the street, they're gonna be able to see the trance. They're gonna be able to even see the demons in some cases. And like I said to a friend of mine um, who was telling me that she felt like she was out of her bed and not in a good way. Um, and I said to her, well, do you ever see almost like a shadow or smoke out of the corner of your eye? But when you look at it there and she says, yeah. And I said, that's, that's one of them. They just like to lurk. They really have no, they have no power, but they like to lurk. And what happens is they have such a small injection of their negativity. It's our powerful minds that run with it. And then before you know it, we've created a huge ball of negative power that they come along and store in their little disgusting box and live off of. And this is how they get so much power from us. And we have every ability to do the same. We conjure it even. I mean, they like the flint to the match. We do everything else ourselves with all of our suffering and our are beating ourselves up over past things that are long gone. Re- refusing, refusing to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. It all opens doors. And yeah. oftentimes the longer you go with it, you'll open the door to all their friends as well. So like for yeah. unforgiveness comes with bitterness and hatred yeah. and spite. And so like, yeah, like the longer you stay open, the more that they can just camp out and bring a friend and have a party. Right. So yes. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because yeah, oftentimes it's our decisions that allow it in. And so that's actually the part of, I think, walking with Jesus that can sometimes be hard is breaking off those habits and and not underestimating them because really, and, and we've seen it in our own lives since we've been in this journey of watching this unfold is, you know, you make one decision or or... No, let's go to the thoughts because thoughts are powerful. If you let that thought sit in your head for longer than 30 seconds and you start to marinate on it, next thing you know, about a minute later, you've invited in that, you know, right? Because you've you've decided to accept it as truth. Whereas like we've been kind of working through this whole thing with each other where it's like... um, you know, sometimes I've pointed out something and you're like, oh, I thought that was me. And it's like, no, it's not you. Because God actually designed human beings to be holy and righteous. So anytime and, and pure. So anytime that we divert off of that, the reason we don't feel good is because it's actually not our nature. So when God comes into our lives and cleans us out, um, 
it's up to us to then guard that that righteousness yes. and that purity and that holiness yeah. um and it starts between the ears all of it and so yeah yeah that's that's a big one is thoughts for sure yes yeah definitely 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 that and i think you know i mean we all know that this year has been impactful but i think that and a lot of the people in this sort of fringe community know that there are things that are happening cosmically that are taking the veil off of everything and so if ever you were like I mean, growing up as a Catholic, I always knew that there was evil, that there was Satan, that there were demons. I didn't maybe know, and, and, and it got washed out right over time with their agenda. But um, if ever there were a time to reclaim your spiritual warfare, 2020 is the year. And it, it, it becomes such a fruitful practice that you can't help but build on it. You can't help but get better. And like a gymnast, God wants you to get better at it. And the angels want you to get better at it because they want the assistance because there's nothing more powerful in the spiritual realm than the co-creation between human and angel to fight the evil, yeah. right? It is, it, is, it is why their side is so powerful because they've got so many human soldiers, yeah. right, uh, dedicated to the fight and, and with a, a fabulous agenda. The Almighty had plenty, way more soldiers, but yes. we got told that we're stupid. And, and then our, our churches were defiled by Satan themselves when they bring in the most unholy yeah. of practices against our children. Yeah. And, if um, we're, and, if and, we're too, and if we're too radical, we're offensive. We're even oh, offensive are you kidding? To, we're even offensive to uh, people within the church sometimes. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that because um, we pray this <clears throat> horrible prayer every week, as you know, I've railed about it for months the covid prayer in our church and i don't i don't i'm sure it's handed down by the archbishop who's probably no good um and we pray for scientists and a vaccine twice and all sorts of things i, I don't care about where's our souls where's our redemption yeah. where's our uh, you know it, it doesn't make any sense and yeah. so um i started praying the novena at home so that we would replace it with the novena as should be any good catholic watching yeah. this would know that and yeah. I, me and my father have been disheartened. So we only go to church once a month. I don't want to get contact traced, et cetera. And yeah. we went this last week and aren't, aren't they starting mass with the novena now? Yeah. So I was smacking my dad on the arm and he was like, stop smacking, smart mouth. <laughs> um, because he knew that I've been doing it. And then we got to the COVID prayer and I just broke into novena quietly myself. And I was very like, I have a whole a whole physical thing that goes with praying. Now I don't just stand there and quietly pray. If I move to move my hands, I do so. If I move to have incense and use it as I walk through the house, praying into every corner, I do so. It's a spiritual practice. I don't just sit on my knees. Sometimes I'm moving. Sometimes I'm moving with my hands down. Sometimes yeah. I'm moving with my hands up because the Lord tells me yeah. where my hands need to be because hand movement is a big piece that's been taken out and of course we can see that in other cultures yeah. like um in yoga they have all these fancy finger and they all mean something and all of them are doing their finger but somehow i'm supposed to keep my religious uh, overtones dumbed down yeah. i'm not supposed to be like this right yeah. and and god forbid i bless somebody when they sneeze etc so yeah. you know i'm just getting a little more like i don't care yeah. everybody else has their practices they can put moloch up in the middle of any town 
and, uh, and, and nobody bats an eye, or at least we're not told to bat an eye, and yet I'm supposed to dull down my praise for yeah. God? Absolutely not. And no. yeah, so I think anybody who feels moved to further deepen themselves in the Lord, they should absolutely dive right in because it's going to gain more steam. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um, I like that you mentioned like the hand movements and stuff, because I feel like um, he's been working on, on both of us in different ways. And for me, um, I apologize to the angels every time, but uh, he's been breaking me into loosening up and and dancing because I was always okay with like praising with my arms up I was always okay with that because uh, I love worship but you know if my toe gets tapping or my knee gets you know going a little bit I'm like oh you know like because there is that from the past worry of being offensive or looking stupid or you know whatever so he's he's been working on me at home where he's like hey, don't you want to dance? And I'm like, not really, <laughs> you know, and uh, which is funny because in, in my bar days, uh, you know, I'd down a two six and I'd be good for the night, you know, yeah. dancing all the time. But sober in front of the Lord, I feel like it's a whole different thing. And so one night he told me when you dance, the angels dance with you. Yeah. And I actually ended up like laughing so hard that night because I I was like, I look ridiculous, which means that all of heaven that's dancing with me right now <laughs> looks ridiculous. So I know that they're laughing with me, right? But, but it gave me so much joy because it's like, he doesn't care. He just wants you to be free. And like, you know, David, who uh, this podcast is based on, David danced before the Lord so much so at one point in the Bible where he his own wife so like the fact that we're worried about offending our neighbor sitting next to us or worried about offending a family member or whatever it's like we need to get over it because it's like yeah. when you get in that place before God and you've just let yourself go you know you know in that moment I was created for this yes like for this, not for what I was doing for the last 44 years, yeah. for exactly what I'm doing right now. You know, when the whole time I was doing that, whatever it was, Matrix, I thought to myself, like, this cannot be what it's about. God did not create us mm -hmm. so that we could work in cubicles and then um, pay taxes and, and watch our whole systems erode and watch our children erode and watch our marriages erode. Like that's not what we were made for. What is going on? Yeah. And now I know, yeah. I mean, diabolical plot 101. So yeah. I just am so glad that, and of course, if you had asked me a year ago, you know, if I was glad to be alive, you would have had a different answer, but I'm just so glad to be alive at yeah. this exquisite period of time where we get to see potentially what could be the unveiling of as close to the truth as any members of the human race have ever been, or at least yeah. for thousands of years since yeah. Jesus walked the earth and they were literally walking in the truth with the truth every day, yeah. you know, and still they threw him on the cross. So uh, it's, it is really, I tell everybody it's biblical, it's astrological, it's cosmic, it's political, it's deep state, it's all of it. And like when you stop looking at, um, 
life used to be just a, a workbook. You know, we just opened it and there were words on the page and a picture and we read the yeah. story and it was like, Bleh. Um, and now you turn the page, it's like pop up, glitter yes. comes out, storm yes. cloud rolls by, Morgan yes. Freeman is narrating <laughs> because everything is animated. You know, it's all so big. Yeah. Everything is big. Nothing is simple. Yeah. It's all complex. And, 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 and just allow your mind to go to places where you never thought you would go. And when you get there, I don't care what route you go, you are going to end up at the truth. And the ultimate truth is God. And that's it. Like, and so I don't even like people, you know, whatever worry about, you know, whatever we'll lose, we'll use as an example, because I know so many of them like in yeah. their tarot cards and their this and that. I don't worry about them at all. They're super, super straight people. They yeah. just have been burned by the church yes. which is not the church it is not the word it is not god it is the deep state infiltration that's yes. who we've all been burned by yes. okay we've all been shunned by the system and the system was infiltrated many decades ago yes. potentially even a hundred years or more in order to do this to us yes. and i feel like the minute i realized that so intrinsically clear every misgiving or whatever shadow spot i had about the Lord and his ability to love us fully was wiped out overnight. Like it's almost ludicrous that I ever thought that my hardships were based on, on him testing me and him doing this. Like, no, no, he knows, he knows best. He yeah. allows things to happen and they build character yeah. because he knows our potential. He knows what breaks us and he knows when to pull us out yeah. of the character making fire yeah. just before the glass bus. Yeah. And from that comes, you know, our most beautiful shapes, our best curves yes. on our crystal piece, which yes. is what we are at the end, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all, all we can hope to be is, is hopefully the clearest crystal piece that's been banged around the most. Yeah. So they understand everything and everybody and you can have the most compassion possible in yeah. any situation. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned that because um, in my own process, I remember once somebody saying to me, um, how, how could you still have a relationship with Jesus in the darkest of your darkest days after what the church did to you? And I said, man hurt me. God, it, God did no. it. And, no. and through my journey of the last year, I've, I've learned even more because with my past abuses and stuff, I asked God, where were you? Because that I did blame God for. So yeah. I said, where were you? why did you let that happen? And, and what he said was so pivotal in my, in my healing. And I think this is actually going to bring healing to someone listening. I, I just have like a feeling about this, but um, he said, I am a God of agreements. He said, you have free will. So he's not up there. Like you must love me. You must obey my commands. He is, he's like, I am righteous and holy and pure. And if you want to walk that, then I have certain ways for you to be able to walk with me without a hiccup. Like he shows you, choose life, choose life. But he said, yeah. your parents were in agreements that they refused to deal with. So I couldn't touch it. He said, but where I could protect you, I did. So, yeah. um, so whoever's listening today, I just want you mm -hmm. to hear that God loves you so much. And, and in those moments, in those darkest moments, you know what he said to me? He said, I felt 
every amount of pain that you did in that moment. My heart broke when your heart broke. He is so beautiful. So I think like if anybody out there is like, oh God hurt me, God did this, God did that. God, I can guarantee you, if you get on your knees and you say, where were you? He will say, I was a God of agreement. It's not that he doesn't want to save you. It's that you or your parents or your generational line are in agreements that have affected you. And, and unfortunately we get stuck in that and we take it forward and we make it bigger and messier and you know, whatever, until we have that enlightenment where it's like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And, you know, and so that's where we are today. And I don't think people realize that they have the opportunity, you know, uh, to heal these things in their bloodline. And it is very simple. You just take it to God and you process it and you work on it and you can, you know, will everybody in your family come into tow? No, but you can heal the generational stuff that's been going on for lifetimes. And I'm sure we all know, <clears throat> we all have some kind of narrative that plays out in our family year, you know, generation yeah. after generation, we wonder how are we going to fix this? Yeah. It's just as simple as healing it with God and breaking things off and then healing yourself. And then you go forward, hopefully, as uh, somewhat more healed and your family either uses you in, as an example or not, or maybe their kids can see the example in you. Yes. And that's the whole point. You don't reach far enough that they're hopefully not repeating the same mistakes all the time. Amen. Yeah. No, it's so yeah. true. And um, that's something that is beautiful about the baptism in the Holy Spirit is when you invite him in to dwell yeah. with you, um, he will expose all that generational stuff. So sometimes like with my dad, I had a very deep wound with my dad where I... I hated him. I actually seriously loathed my father, but anybody to see me on the surface, including myself, because it, it happened at such a young age, so I don't remember it. He, he, he dug it out and he showed me, he's like, you actually need to forgive your dad because you actually hate him. And I'm like, no, I don't. I love my father, you know, like, and I even had people say to me, like, through all that you've been through, how come you're not, you know, crucifying your dad? And I was just like, I don't know. And I never had an answer. But then when he showed me, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So yeah, no, that's something great about God is he'll even show you the stuff in your generational lines that you could never, ever come up with, with yourself, but he knows because he's been there the whole entire time since yes, the beginning. Yes, yeah. And I mean, people who have a hard time, like auditorially hearing God, you know what I mean? You can incrementally use the things that come to you in life as ways of healing things so you know i mean uh, my favorite thing is following the breadcrumbs that are the little occurrences that happen every day it's just we brush them off as nothing it's a word from somebody it's a well-timed trip somewhere it's a uh i mean we call them divine appointments don't we yes. and that's the way i look at it you know like i just went away um to a re retreat it was really in the middle of nowhere and um it was just such a cosmic way of getting there and and uh by the when i got there i made friends and she healed generation
and she was a biofield tuner. It was amazing. You're going through that. I have some health tips for your, like, but people brush that stuff off as just running into people. Oh, it's just, it's just, just happened. It's not. This is the way the realm speaks to you. They, the same way the dark realm animates your weak parties to use against you, the light realm and the angels and they'll, if they find it hard to break through and have you hear what they have to say, they'll use your relative. They'll use a friend to come in and say, oh, hey, I think you should go to this, this retreat that you would never go to in a million years, you know, and, and then they'll give you the money to go so that you have no excuse. And then you'll have other friends that'll help you pack, even though you're nervous as heck. And, and then when you get there, you'll knock it out of the park and you'll make all these great breakthroughs. And if you could just realize at the outset of those types of moments in life that something really divine is about to happen, you can enjoy every single morsel of that experience and really take it farther than you ever could. But everybody gets fleshy and they get in their head, get out of your head and just go with it and follow the breadcrumbs, green light, go red light, stop. And so I have people all the time that, you know, uh, they'll, we'll talk and we'll say, oh, well, maybe this looks good. But then what happens? They get all pragmatic in their head. And before you know it, you know, like I have a friend, I told her you need to, in June, you need to live by mid-August. It's going to get worse after mid-August. And now we're mid-September, past mid-September, still no ticket. Still, now it's getting harder and harder to ship her stuff. Now we got to take the boxes to the shipping place in, in August. We could have had them picked up by the pallet, right? But why? Because she wanted to make it to September 8th because that would have been eight years in Canada. She fleshed it out. There was the signs. They were everywhere. The writing was on the wall. Mid-August, clear sailing. Afterwards, somewhere. And, you know, um... So I guess that that's just the most poignant example I have happening right now um, of somebody who didn't listen to the very clean, clear signs and, and, and symptoms from God. And now it's going to be a tough road. Is she going to get there? I'm sure she is, but she's going to fight for everything and it doesn't need to be that way. But it is if you think you're in control, if you just listen to what's happening and you follow it, you, you feel like you're in control <laughs> because things are working out for you suddenly, but they're not working out because you figured them out. They're yes. working out because finally you're using the keys that are given to you yes. from the other realm. All right. Listen yeah. to this from a dime found on the ground at this specific time that you're thinking something that's, you know, their way of saying, yes, you're thinking thing. It's, it'll be different. And you're going to shut up <laughs> and um, you're going to be yeah. on the wrong side of things. Yeah. And we've talked about this before too, about how important uh, obedience is when you get those nuggets. And, and we've talked to where I'm better when God's like, do this. And I'm like, yes, sir. But you're better at the breadcrumbs. Whereas I could be getting them. And I'm like, that's not much of a snack, you know, whereas you're like, there's a whole meal here, you know, and, like, and you know, and then you'll bring it to me and you'll say, hello, dummy. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you know, right. But, but it's, that's where we've got this beautiful kind of dance where you're like, okay, dude. And you did it with me this morning where you're like, there's this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, and then I started going back and going, 
oh, and then there was this, oh, and then there was this. And so, yeah, it's, it's very much like, a, like a, a treasure map of just going from place to place to yes. find, to find that um, treasure chest of, of breakthrough or whatever. Right? Um, but you have to be obedient when you get that yes. nugget. It's like, okay, I need to act and I need to act now because yeah. we've talked about this where sometimes your obedience is in line with somebody else's life. So if you don't walk in obedience, you can end up possibly. <laughs> so say, say if you get like this little like nudge where it's like, go give that person 50 bucks or go get that person a coffee or, you know, whatever it might be. And you're yeah. like, well, that seems kind of stupid. Like, I don't even know that person, you know, and you talk yourself out of it. Yeah. You have no idea that person could be debating on killing themselves later today because they don't think anybody cares. They don't think anybody sees them. And what is it, what would it be like for that person in that moment for a complete stranger to come over and be like, I just want to bless you with a coffee. Can I do that? Yeah. You will completely alter their life. And so, you know, we've talked about like this many times and I, I often think like, man, have I ever, you know, maybe done something where it really affected someone where, where I could have made such a difference and I didn't. And, and it's such a heavy, heavy weight on me where it's like, God, please don't ever let me talk myself out of that. Cause it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And yeah, I mean, I guess too, because I've always sort of been the kind of person that follows the, the yellow brick road, so to speak, because what else am I doing? You know, and also I am a great planner as well, but I'll say to people, you know, that's a sign. And they'll say, well, how do you know? Like, well, like what more do you need? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, you're posing a question and it comes in, it's a ding, it's a this, it kind of fits. Like, do you need them to speak in? You need a banner flown in the sky? <laughs> if you do, I hope I'm never your angels because how <laughs> difficult is it to, you know, for, for the realm to speak to us in, in our five senses? How lame. <laughs> I want to, I want to interpret the color of the sun and what that is today yeah. in the moment. I want to interpret why these butterflies are playing in front of me when I'm pondering to myself, how can I lighten up? Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes the answer is like right there in front of you. And yeah. um, my uncle said to me once years ago that he thought he was losing his mind because for a period of time, he would just, when the kids and his wife went to, you know, went to school, he would sit on back porch and he would talk to his mother and the trees would answer in the wind and I said to him I was probably the only person he felt he could share that with without getting locked up and that would be accepting of it and I said to him how is it not Grant like how is it not Ma you know what I mean like how is it not her did who told you did you get answers and he's like well I thought I got answers and I said well then how is it why wouldn't grandma use the trees she absolutely would. She was that kind of woman who told us, pay attention to everything. Don't discount anything. Yeah. A stranger is, answers your question before it's asked. That was, that's a sign from the almighty, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and so it did, it changed how he looked at the whole experience. Before that, he was thinking he was a looney tune. After yeah. that, he felt like he had put a lot of issues to rest with his mother. I mean, let's just contend that the trees weren't talking to him. Does it matter? If he put those issues to rest, then it, yeah. it worked, yeah. right? And quite frankly, I do think he did. Because yeah. otherwise, why would you think that? 
our well, our minds are so much more than what we think they are yeah well and you know? it's you know this is something like growing up in the family and the churches that i did um this is and we've talked about this like this is something that when we first started talking i was like oh, i'm so uncomfortable you know but when you actually break it down you know and i go back over things that have happened in my life i have had things like that happen but you know you don't really want to talk about it because it's like oh you know that was the devil and it's like but i had peace so yeah was it yeah. but then and you know and you you read the verse um in the Bible about the great cloud of witnesses and they're cheering us on as we run our race. Well, how is that not cheering us on? Like, you know, after my dad passed, I think it was the next day after he passed, uh, I got up and I went into the farmhouse uh, mudroom and the floor was flooded because we had had this big rainstorm um, in, during that time. And um, his, his jacket, the arm of his jacket was in the door. And I was like, hey, dad, you know, and, but it gave yeah. me so much peace after losing my dad that looking back now, it's like, how was that not God? How was that not yeah. divine? How was that not the great cloud of witnesses? And my dad saying, yeah. I love you, you yeah. know, like, and I'm here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It is. And so that's, I hope that that is, that is the new wave that is coming. I'm always say, telling people as old as new again. And so I really hope that we bring back all the spirituality that goes into, that has been sucked out of religion. Yes. Yes. Um, we don't need to throw the baby with the bath water. I'm not telling anybody they need to change their faith or leave their church. Every, yeah. every faith has been infiltrated. Yeah every yeah. church has been corrupted yeah. we all know we don't need to dig into it um but you can't blow the doors off of what religion has uh tied you up in you well, don't it's, it's bringing it back to a relationship really your relationship yeah, yeah. yes yes yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes yes absolutely because deepen it on your own yes you know i, I mean like that, on your own what works for you yeah because i was just going to say because i think where religion has hurt things a lot is they've taken the religion out and or relationship out and put in rituals but when you not that rituals are bad but it's it's how like how much does it affect your relationship because if you don't have a relationship those those rituals are just a work and you you don't have to work in a relationship so it's and, not even rituals anymore it's just actions you know what i mean you go to church you tithe your you kneel when you're supposed to you stand when you're supposed to and you're just a pew warmer you're, and somehow we've been, yeah we've been tricked to think that that's you know that's the best we can get not we don't really believe that's all it is we all know deep in our soul there's more to this because when i got into this especially those who are older because when i got into it there was more to it and now somehow it's like this but we don't have to change it because we keep looking to our leaders. And that's why I think, you know, when the change came sort of for me, I stopped being 
resentful against my parish and my priest and my archbishop and my cardinal for the COVID prayer. And I started thinking, wait a minute, I'm just going to change my own little umbrella. And Jennifer would like a novena said, and so she's going to say uh, dozens and dozens and dozens. It's a prayer that's said for nine days. I've been saying it for months now. It happens yeah. twice a day sometimes. Like it's ludicrous, okay? Yeah. And um, only Catholics will get that one. <laughs> and, uh, and here we are. I felt like, and my dad knew it too, because he said to me at the end of Mass, I was still standing there sort of looking around. He goes, what, you don't want to leave now, do you? Right? He was laughing at me because he knew. I felt like that was my own personal win. You know, yeah, it was a nun. It was a nun that said, we're going to start the novena, Father, because we're Catholics and that's what we do. But I prayed. That was my intention for so long. Yeah. And it came through. It was yeah. like winning the religious lottery, don't you know? <laughs> like I was like high-fiving. I told the priest, great sermon. He was like, who is that woman? He'd never seen me before. Because for four years, I have said, happy Sunday every Sunday when I shake his hand, yeah. but not last week. Last week I was like beaming. It was thumbs up, even though he was in a mask, God bless him. And, uh, you know, and I was telling everybody, praise be Jesus Christ. And people were like, just lighting up at the sight of me. And my father was laughing yeah. because he was like, I wish she would stop drawing so much bloody attention to us. He just wants <laughs> to get to breakfast, right? Yeah. He doesn't. And then, and then, and then we get to breakfast and he's like, God, why did I take her out for breakfast? She's blowing my brain up with all this talk, but I, he must like it because every day he comes at 3 PM. And I yeah. said to him, I don't have to talk like this. And he said, no, no, talk like that. It's fine. It's just, it's a, it's different. Right. You know, but, so, but I you think can, that you that's, can light up your family. That's the, when you're tapped in, when you're really tapped into God, that living water is infectious. People can't get enough of it. And I, I have people in my life that I don't think they even know why they keep coming back, but they do. But it's because I just, I can't put a, I, and I don't want to put a cap on it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So like, uh, I was gonna, oh, something you touched on that I think is so powerful is oftentimes I think people in church, if they don't like something, they'll go and they'll whine and cry and complain in, in a group of people and be like, yeah, I don't like that they do this in church. Be the change. So yeah. with you, with you setting the intention, I want this in the church and you started praying it at home and then it switched in the church. It's because yeah. you were like, this is going to happen, God, this is going to happen yes. because it needs to happen. And you saw yes. that that change needed to happen. And, and I've had a similar issue in my church where I had an issue that just really niggled me. And now they've never asked me since the day that God made peace with me about yeah. it. And so it's because we chose to take a stand spiritually, but then started at home first and then it changed in the natural. So yeah. that's a really powerful key too. Yeah. And it goes right back to the original statement about watering your own grass, yeah. you know, keep it in your own lawn first. When you've got that figured out, then it'll be a challenge just to take your green lawn out and spread it amongst all of the people who are dry lawn and still keeping your green because some days I go out, especially now. And when I come back, I'm like, I need to be alone um, because it sucks me dry, you know, smiling at everybody. Like some days my face hurts and I say to the Holy Spirit, like, can I stop? But I can't. He wants me smiling like a lunatic. And I can't, it's, it's a physical thing. I can't stop. I want to be smiling like a lunatic. It's not fake. People can feel it. People drive by in their cars and they're like, 
oh my God, what's up with her face? Like <laughs> there's just, and then you want to let people go. You want to let people walk. And like, you're the only person doing it. Everybody else is like, ah, get out of my way. So, you know, when it, it takes a lot, but it's worth it in the end because I've had so many people be responsive in such a trying time. And like, you know, I was in a store and it was a mask mandate and I was one of the few people without one but I was just so pleased that I was getting away with it and I was smiling I was I was legitimately happy and I was dressed by the Holy Spirit so I had like three different color schemes on and people really loved that because it looked like a damn clown and I was smiling and this one older lady much older lady she had her mask on inappropriately of course and she looked me in the eye and she took it off of her ear and she just let it hang from the other ear and I looked at her and I said yes that's the way to do it and that was it she just walked off right she smiled yeah. a little bit and walked off like my smiling and my not being another bitter pill to deal with gave her enough courage to realize that I can wear this on my ear awesome okay yeah. every step is gaining some freedom and like same with when you go out and like they're the cashiers you know they're getting yelled at about, about everything yeah. all you got to do is smile and, and then when they're grumpy with you then you just find a way to make them laugh trust craving love and so if you can even just give them a 25 cent piece of it while you're out yeah, because everybody's so uptight right now with everything yeah. being so uncertain. Yeah. Everything's getting yeah. shaken. Yeah. Uh, people's routines are getting broken up. Like there's so much uncertainty right now. Uh, but because we have a peace and a certainty in Christ that no matter what happens, yes. we're, we're good. Yes. Um, yes. We, we do. We have such a great opportunity just to spread the love and the joy that people are so desperately hungry for right now. And and uh, yeah, so I, I've loved watching that with you. Yes. And so yeah. I think people have probably figured out that you and I really can talk all night. And Jen, I have oh, just sure. thoroughly loved talking to you as per usual. And uh, I'm so glad that you let me twist your rubber arm into coming on here because I know that this conversation is going to bless so many today. And so um, yeah, I, I usually like to end things just asking um, was there a particular time, uh, whether it was a powerful encounter or whether it was just a, a tender encounter, just like something where God talked to you in the everyday that just made you light up? Well, I mean, he always talks to me, right? Because I'm always paying attention to every little thing. But I mean, I have been the lucky sufferer of more than one miracle and so i am always telling people that once you experience a miracle you realize the power and awe of christ and then you also realize that with great sacrifice comes great penance and payment and and you realize that nothing is easy nor it should be and you stop looking for life to be easy and you start looking for the real gems so that you can get as much as you can out of this experience. And so um, the little things that um, God says to me on the daily are pale in such comparison to the massive, massive miracles that he has worked. He literally saved my son's life, should not be here. And, and, it, and it wasn't just me who was like, this is a miracle. The 
of the children's hospital was like so and even he was like this he didn't use the word miracle but he was very clear that um you know this was this was a miracle and every time that something would sort of go wrong or we'd have to follow up he would just be like i'm just so so pleased to see him alive you have no idea like i just know it's going to be okay and and in fact we found out when we went back for follow-ups like two or three months later from an ultrasound tech that two uh, children had come in after my son with the same situation and they were not as lucky they had perished i watched those deaths weigh on him and he would see my son and he would be filled with joy you know and like rest restoration that that he he could he could work a miracle because he did work such a powerful miracle and then he didn't and it made him you know shake himself and so like once you see something like that like you're sold you're sold even if it's painful even if it's hard you know it and i never once ever blamed god for being in that circumstance i always knew that um if anything good came from it, it was solely the free card. And and once that happens, and in fact, to be honest with you, uh, my son himself is a miracle because like I was going to leave my husband uh, and I prayed. I prayed for the strength to leave uh, Rosary a day for nine days in a novena. And that wasn't working. And so then I prayed for um, clarity and a, a very clear sign on what to do. And then like two weeks later, I was pregnant. And like pregnant at the age of 30. And, you know, there was no reason for me to be pregnant. Like it was ludicrous. It was mentalness. And, um, and, and in the end, he's, you know, he's such a great joy. Even when uh, he has a talk. I'll just leave that. Friend. I'll just leave that there. He's such a great joy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he's, of course, my, my biggest challenge because he's had so many health problems and, and because he came later in life and he wasn't expected and all these things. Right. But I mean, he literally is a miracle from conception right through to rebirth here. So I'm really looking forward to when he finally does truly accept Jesus Christ into his heart, because I think he does hold God accountable for his experiences. And I know that when he was very sick in hospital, he definitely uh, sort of skirted the line of the realm because he came back with all sorts of things um, to say and, and just things that a 10 year old boy shouldn't know. Yeah. And I think in the end, when he does find Christ truly, 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 um, it will be way more powerful than even me because, uh, it's yeah. been a long road. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I I mean, I can't, can't exalt it enough. Yeah. You bring God into your life in as small or as big a way as you can. But don't ever negate it. And if, if you do need to keep it a secret, if, then you keep it a secret. You know, I mean, like you don't have to let all, if your family's going to attack you or your friends are going to diss you and you don't feel like you're strong enough in your faith to stand up for it, don't tell nobody. Yeah. I mean, people are always surprised to hear I'm a Catholic and I'm in church on Sunday. Oh, you don't seem the type. Well, like, well, I don't have to talk to you about it. Like, yeah. I don't care. You get saved. I'm saved. I yeah. have faith. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to walk in faith with me? Like, that sounds great. I would love to have that conversation with you. But yeah. what I don't want to do is fight. I want to fight about it yeah. because God is good. 
He's not here for me to slam it down your throat. Either you realize that God works because you see him working right here in front of you and your friend Jennifer, or you choose to discount everything and go another way in life. And, you know, I'm always here when you turn the corner. And when you do, I think the later in life a person turns, the faster and harder they turn for it, you know? Yeah. Easy for us. We've been in this our whole life. We could be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to take a break from being, you know, God-fearing for a while. And then, wow, do we ever get God-fearing fast? Yeah. But somebody who turns later in life, who had a very bad life and then decides like, I'm going to take on Christ. They're usually the most faith-filled people. Well, and I think that's it's why, amazing. I think that's why you and I can't contain it is because yes. we've been through hell and back and we're not interested in going back. And the fact that Jesus pulled us out of that and saved us from that and, and cleared up all of that darkness and set us free, how, how and why would you want to keep that bottled up? Like, you, yes. you, you just have, you, it's, like, it's like that living water again. It just comes out. And, you know, it's like, God's good. I can't help it. And if I offend you, sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I just love him. Yeah. I love him so much. And I, I, I just, I just want everybody to know. So yeah. Um, yeah. powerful. And, and again, Jen, yeah, like, thanks powerful. so, th- thanks, thanks so much, so much for, for having me. Yeah, yeah. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again for sure. Definitely. Take care. You too.